0: From South Carolina Public Radio, this is the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on March 6, 2023 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. But right off the bat, folks, we got some huge news for you. That's right, we have a live taping event to talk to you about. That's right, April 13th, 2023, 6 p.m., The lead will be at Kite Hill Brewing in Clemson. That's right, our first live taping of the year, folks, and it will not be our last, but we will be at Kite Hill Brewing on April 13th at 6 o'clock. You can find all the details and RSVP for this free event at southcarolinapublicradio.org slash lead, laugh, love. That's right, folks. It's South Carolina Public Radio, South Carolina ETV, and the ETV Endowment of South Carolina are inviting you to raise a pint and join us for fun and friendly political discussion at Kite Hill Brewing in Clemson. We can't wait to see you. Some of your favorites will be there, too. And we'll have swag. So many goodies. Now, this episode features a look at former Vice President Mike Pence's ninth trip to the state since leaving office and what he spoke about with law enforcement leaders in the Lowcountry. We also have details on the bond reform bill that passed the House that cracks down on repeat violent offenders. We look at the $14 billion budget in the House that will soon be debated We also have details about that $2 billion economic development announcement of Scout Motors in the Midlands, and some aerospace industry news as well, including the latest on the 787 Dreamliner and the F-16s being produced in Greenville. We also love hearing from you guys. Give us a shout. The hopper is dry, folks. We need to hear from you. 803-563-7169. We are about to spring forward. Things are about to change. The pollen is out. We need to hear your stories about spring right now, fake spring possibly. Uh, Could there be a big chill coming? Yes. I can already tell you that. Yes. Let us know what you're doing. You can already hear my voice. 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your world. A lot to talk about these days. going to lead off with some 2024 news. That's right, Mike Pence, the former vice president and potential 2024 hopeful, made his ninth trip to the Palmetto State, where he made a stop to talk about his book at Bob Jones University and held a roundtable in North Charleston with low-country law enforcement officials in the Tri-County area. I was down there with Pence and heard of the funding issues, recruitment and retention problems law enforcement is facing, as well as the fentanyl crisis affecting the area. Here's Pence. The left's war on Cops, the defunding the police movement, um,
1: is resulting in law enforcement officers quitting in droves around this country. We are losing a generation of talent uh, in law enforcement, and I must tell you that uh, my uh, one of the things that I, as a dad, I I I uh, uh, I I, uh, I hear, but it still saddens me. But I've lost count of the number of law enforcement officers as I've traveled around the country that told me that uh, with everything that police officers deal with today, they cannot encourage their kids to go into law enforcement. And that ought not to be. Um, The number of officers leaving uh, police forces around the country has increased by 20% nationwide. And worst of all, I would submit to you that the climate created by the political left and by their allies in the media um, has also had a personal cost on police officers.
0: North Charleston Police Chief Reggie Burgess, who hosted Pence, put dollars and cents to the issues and also talked about what his department has been doing to engage the community. Remember, North Charleston is where, in April 2015, Walter Scott, an unarmed black man who was pulled over for a broken taillight, was shot multiple times and killed by North Charleston police officer Michael Slager.
2: When I look at when folks say, well, we need to look at taking away something from the budget from a police agency, I have a $40 million budget, you know, in my agency. 89% of that budget basically goes to salaries and benefits. So that means that 89% of a $40 million budget goes to uh, recruiting, uh, hiring and retaining officers because I have a need in my city to have officers because I have victims that expect a police officer to be there. The 11% of it goes to operating in capital. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at, when folks say that we need to get rid of law enforcement, I don't think that we should get rid of law enforcement. I, I, I really believe that the things that we've done in law enforcement, um, especially for the last 10 years, by listening to the community, and then having more of a dialogue with the community to tell us exactly what they expect of us. Uh, those things are happening. But then on the other hand, we have the victimizations mm-hmm. in our communities and I cannot, in North Charleston, we cannot ignore the call for services from our victims of crime. Right. So when, you, when you're talking about taking money away from my agency, the $40 million, you're talking about taking away the men and the women out there in the streets
0: Chief Burgess went even further by describing just what would happen if he had to make budget and personnel cuts.
2: If I have a challenged neighborhood that, that we place five officers per shift, day, seven in the evening, and let's say five in, in, uh, at night, well, when you take away the numbers, when you remove the funds from me, then that means I have to let go police officers. Right. And most likely, the areas that are going, are going to hurt the most all the challenged neighborhoods, because when you take away the numbers of officers, I have to spread all those officers out evenly because everybody deserves to have law enforcement presence.
0: Pence told the Associated Press's Meg Kennard and friend of the pod that he expects to make a decision on whether to run by this spring. Meg reports that Pence was asked whether he was making the case that he was the best choice for Republican voters who supported Trump administration policies, but not Trump now. Pence didn't answer directly, saying, quote, I promise you if I become a candidate for president of the United States, I'll be me. I will do it all in a way that I've always aspired to do, and that is show the kind of respect to people, even of differing opinions, that I think the American people show each other every day, quote. Now, moving on from 2024, but sticking with law enforcement issues, House Speaker Merle Smith celebrated a big victory last week with the passage of the Bond Reform Bill H. 3532, The bill would add a mandatory five years to prison sentences for those convicted of a violent crime while on bond for another violent crime. It would also revoke the bond for the prior crime after the second one was committed. Here's Speaker Smith. I
1: think we've started, we're into our six-week of session, and as we look, as we're moving forward, we have obviously made uh, public safety a priority in the state.
0: Smith was joined by other Republican leaders as well as SLED Chief Mark Keel, Solicitors Duffy Stone and Scarlett Wilson, and several sheriffs, including Orangeburg Sheriff Leroy Ravenel, who is also current president of the South Carolina Sheriff's Association. Chief Kill said while there isn't exact data on these types of repeat offenders, they are well known to law enforcement.
1: We see case after case after case where we're talking about people getting out of jail and going out and repeating violent offenses. And I know we in law enforcement, uh, our fugitive teams that go out and arrest people, we arrest people. Over and over again, it's already out on ankle monitors, again, for violent offenses. So I don't have a specific number, but again, uh, we see it in every county in this state, in every city in this state, every day where we're, re- we're rearresting folks that are out on bond for violent
0: offenses. One reporter during the press conference asked about the need for such a law when judges already have the ability to revoke someone's bond. Ninth Judicial Circuit Solicitor Scarlett Wilson, whose office covers Berkeley and Charleston counties, said that's easier said than done.
3: It's clearly not a strong enough tool, and I would encourage you, if you go to my website, you can look at all of our bond revocation motions for the past three or four years, and complete with the results, complete with the judges who handled them, and you look for yourself and see what the results are. We have to send a message to the defendants themselves that this is going to mean something for them. And it may take a little while, but once they start getting popped with these sentences, once they start uh, having uh, bonds are for the full amount for, for continuous uh, offenses, we're gonna see some results. But bond revocations in and of themselves are not uh, getting the results that we need. And again, I encourage you to go look. The historical data is there for the past three, four, five years. The ones that are pending there, that have been pending for weeks, months, sometimes even years where we don't have a hearing.
0: The show of strength was to reinforce the state's commitment to tackling high crime rates, which have been a major issue not just in South Carolina, but elsewhere in the country, especially playing out in recent elections. H-3532 passed with bipartisan support, with 92 House Republicans and Democrats supporting the measure and 20 Democrats voting against it. Several Democrats were concerned over the ramifications of the mandatory minimums included in the bill. Two prominent Democrats, Minority Leader Todd Rutherford and Assistant Leader Roger Kirby, did not vote on the bill. In the House Judiciary Committee on Tuesday, lawmakers will take up the Senate-approved Shield Law Bill, S-120. The bill would block the identity of drug makers that provide lethal injection drugs to the State Department of Corrections. Any purchase or acquisition of these drugs and supplies would be exempt from the state procurement code and would be exempt from all licensing processes and requirements administered by the Department of Health and Environmental Control or by any other department or agency of the state of South Carolina. Furthermore, the out-of-state acquisition of any drugs intended for the use by the department in the administration of the death penalty shall be exempt from all regulations promulgated by the Board of Pharmacy. One regulation that is included in this bill is that no drug shall be used in administration of the death penalty in this state unless it has been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Now, the bill also states that the department must order and make available the results of an autopsy of the person sentenced to death to his or her attorney. It also mandates confidentiality of any identifying information of any person or entity directly or indirectly involved in the planning or execution of a death sentence within the state. Now, this bill comes as executions have been halted in the state for nearly 12 years In attempts to restart executions through a law requiring the use of the electric chair if lethal injection drugs aren't available or through the newly created firing squad option. Those are both being challenged in court. The state Supreme Court earlier this year asked the Department of Corrections for more information on its ability to acquire those drugs. Now, next week, looking further ahead, the House will begin debate on its $14 billion budget. Remember, the budget starts like this. Agencies submit their requests to the executive budget office. They help craft that budget with the governor. The governor proposes his budget, and then the House Ways and Means Committee has the first crack of the budget, and that's where we are right now, folks. Now, previous budget debates have been quick, but this will be the first one under new Ways and Means Chairman Bruce Bannister, as his predecessor rules over the debate. That's House Speaker Merle Smith. Now, in years past, there was work behind the scenes to deal with amendments and requests from members before the debate. We'll see if it's an easy week next week or if some plan to weaponize the amendment process. But here are some highlights in that $14 billion budget, which includes $2.3 billion in one-time money, including $705 million to contingency reserves and $209 million in capital reserves, which goes toward the capital needs of the state's colleges, universities, and technical schools for construction, repairs, renovations, and maintenance. There's also $96 million in recurring funds for the second year of tax relief, allowing the highest income tax bracket to be lowered from 6.5% to 6.4%. Now let's talk about infrastructure, which is kind of what this pods into. The Department of Transportation is getting $200 million in non-recurring funds for repair and maintenance of the state's bridges. The county transportation committees are also being allocated $250 million in non-recurring funds to accelerate projects on the state's lower volume and secondary roads. Remember, if you want your road paved, holler at your county transportation committee that's where it happens, folks. As for state employees, we're talking about pay raises. For full-time employees who make no more than $83,000 a year, they would receive a $2,500 increase in base pay, and full-time employees making more than $83,000 a year would receive a 3% salary increase. This is $124 million in recurring revenue right there. The budget also invests $590 million in new money for K-12 public education. The budget provides for a $2,500 teacher pay increase across all salary levels. This also allows the state's starting salary for teachers to increase from $40,000 to $42,500. That's something that we heard from the governor pitch earlier this year. Also, get this, school bus drivers would see a huge 20% salary increase. That's $17.3 million to retain these folks. Also, the Department of Public Safety would get $14.9 million in recurring funding to provide for school resource officers enough to provide an SRO for every school in the state. There's also millions going towards scholarships for training and retaining critical occupations in the state, as well as for tuition grants and need-based grants. So a lot there in terms of trying to retain nurses, doctors in rural areas, and also spending money to get those folks who are seeking degrees in industry sectors with critical workforce needs. So a lot there. I've just covered a couple aspects of the budget, but we'll talk more about it in the next episode as we preview next week's budget debate. And real quick, in case you've been under a rock, (laughs) disgraced, disbarred lawyer Alec Murdoch was convicted of the June 2021 murders of his wife Maggie and son Paul. After a six-week trial that gripped the state and nation, a Carlton County jury took around 45 minutes to find Murdoch guilty. Judge Clifton Newman sentenced Murdoch to two consecutive life terms. Time to jumpstart the economy, folks. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> oh, no, it's an electric vehicle. It doesn't make that sound. Oh. We're going to lead off this section by talking about Scout Motors. They're makers of that next generation all-electric trucks and rugged SUVs that has now decided to establish its manufacturing operations in Blythewood. This according to the governor's office. The $2 billion investment in Richland County is a record and would create upwards of 4,000 jobs. The new facility would break ground in mid-2023, with production coming online toward the end of 2026. The state is forking over close to $1.3 billion in incentives for infrastructure, including an interchange on I-77, a railroad bridge, and other infrastructure such as water, sewer, and roads to the site in Blythewood. The company is also getting tax breaks from the county, all contingent upon meeting investment and employment goals over the coming years. The announcement has been heralded as transformative by Republicans and Democrats alike and has been called the BMW of the Midlands. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Moving on, market watch reports that US factory orders dropped 1.6% in January because of fewer contracts for large Boeing passenger planes. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal had forecast a 1.8% decline, Now, if transportation is excluded, orders for manufactured goods rose 1.2% instead of declining 1.6%. Now, the entire decline stemmed from a reduction in new contracts for Boeing planes. Big picture, though, according to MarketWatch, U.S. factories are taking in fewer orders and producing goods at a slower pace as demand weakens. High interest rates have made it more costly for customers to buy big-ticket items, while inflation has led to sharply rising prices. The slowdown in manufacturing could be a prelude to a broader weakness in the economy, but the much larger service side is growing at a faster clip and keeping the U.S. in expansion mode. However, Boeing did notch a massive contract in early February with Air India. For 20 787 Dreamliners, that's a twin aisle aircraft, 19737 MAX single aisle planes, and 10 of the 777X, That's the new version of its wide body now undergoing the certification process. Now, CNN reports that airlines do not pay full list price for commercial jets, especially when placing an order this large. But even at a discount of 50 percent, which is not unusual, Boeing's Air India order would mean a sale valued at $17 billion. So I think February is going to be a little bit different for those U.S. factory orders compared to January. But the Wall Street Journal reported in late February that Boeing halted deliveries of the 787 Dreamliner jets because of a documentation issue, according to the Federal Aviation Administration. The 787 is built exclusively at its North Charleston campus. Wall Street Journal also reports that the playmaker hasn't handed over a Dreamliner since January 26 from its production line or from the dozens stored awaiting delivery. This according to aviation data provider Ascend by Sirium. Boeing in late February said it had paused assembly of new jets. The assembly pause has been lifted, but documentation issues discovered in the past week have led Boeing to halt deliveries pending a resolution. The FAA said, quote, Boeing temporarily halted deliveries of 77 Dreamliners after notifying the FAA that it is conducting additional analysis on a fuselage component. Deliveries will not resume until the FAA is satisfied that the issue has been addressed, quote. And sticking with the aerospace industry... Lockheed Martin announced that senior Bahraini U.S. government, military, and aerospace industry officials will celebrate the delivery of the first Royal Bahraini Air Force F-16 Block 70 this Friday. Lockheed says that the F-16 Block 70 jet is the first of 16 jets for Bahrain. You may remember that the first Greenville-produced F-16 Fighting Falcon took its first flight on January 24th. Now from here, it will begin additional flight tests at Edwards Air Force Base before arriving in Bahrain in 2024. And real quick, sticking with Lockheed Martin, six countries have selected Block 70-72 aircraft. In addition to the current official backlog of 127 jets to date to be built in Greenville, Jordan has signed a letter of offer and acceptance for 12 jets. And Lockheed Martin has received a contract to begin its long-lead activities. Bulgaria has also signed an LOA for an additional eight jets for its fleet. Now, once these are finalized, the backlog will increase to 147 F-16s. Welcome to the wind down section. We made it. Our little break from the news. Our little refuge from the news. It's safe here, folks. We're not going to talk about the Murdoch trial. It's over. We've made it through. We're going to talk about dreams. And who am I going to do that with? A.T. <laughs> Shire, folks. Oh, thank you. Lead That's enough. producer, That's executive enough. producer. That's
4: enough, everyone. Uh, thank you so much. He's part uh, of the 1%. <laughs> Oh yeah, we are. I am part of the one percent. Gavin is the ninety-eight percent. We all know that. Well, this is the yin and yang that everyone yeah, talks yeah. about. Everyone understands creativity. Everyone knows yin ninety-eight percent, yang one percent. The balance. And then there's one. There's this, just and the ether. This extra one percent. Then that is you. Uh, so that's why no one's called. They're like, "Oh, really? That's how you think of us?" We need more calls. I do have one call. Don't think I've forgotten about you, Millage. I know you're in there, but I'm saving you, and you know why. Oh. Okay, that's a little tease. We're saving. It's gonna come up in the next few episodes, but it, oh. it is there, and I need a little bit more,
0: okay? okay. People, I need a little bit more. Yeah, okay. we got things happening here.
4: Anyway, Gavin, you and I both, I don't know if they were synced for some <sighs> reason. But we had a... dreams. Sort of dream nightmares. fever dreams. Yeah. Fever dreams. I think it was pollen because induced fever dreams you had traveled so much, so many time zones, you yes. get back, you have a time zone induced dream nightmare. I just so, realized
0: today that I was still putting things on my outlook calendar on central time. I so I'm still behind. Yeah. And this pollen is, is wreaking
4: havoc I on your see. internal systems. Oh yeah. Uh I'm but anyway, pollen. Gavin, let's let's stick with your nightmare first, um, okay? Let's walk so, it through the paper uh, through. It's, 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 Scene setter Monday. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's March like March 6th. It's like I'm there. It's like I'm I there. Spring out of bed.
0: <laughs> and I might have, I don't remember what time it was. It could have been four thirty, it could have been, oh, could have been noon. Oh could, terrible have been, time. could have been noon. Okay. Um so I spring out of bed because you know I'm always waking up early to go. You, sp- get you my, exclusively get my grind on. spring out. To- and Maybe I didn't spring out bed. All I know is that I woke up with terror in my heart, <laughs> and I thought, "Oh my God! I don't even know why." It wasn't even a vivid dream. The only thing that really kind of stuck out was that I was going bald, Ugh. which I don't. Ugh. There are a few things that really strike fear in my heart. I mean, it's so topical, so it's really not that big of a thing. And of course, my my bald headed or my thinning hair listeners will understand we that this stand, is difficult. We stand, we stand you. Yes, I. You know, my father has given me. Two pieces of advice that really stick out to me. One, he said, life is too short for cheap vodka. And two, Mm, never talk about a man's hair. Okay. And I respect that so much because, you know, we're all going through different journeys. Some have the full head. Some are thinning. Some are receding. I think mine's going back a little bit. I don't know. But in this dream, Mm -hmm. it was spreading from the back of the head. Okay. Are we talking about,
4: are we talking, was this like, uh, what's the movie, Charmed? No, what is it? I, um, Light as a feather, stiff as a board? Oh, uh, the craft? The craft? It was a girl- little
0: bit like the craft. <laughs> oh, the it wasn't was that extensive.
4: <laughs> I would say it was more like the ring Or okay. I had yeah. seven days and then... Your hair's done. just sloughing off. <laughs>
0: so, And I told you, I was like, well, I have been seeing some more hair, I think, here and there, but maybe it's just because mm-hmm. you get a haircut or, you know, I blow dry my hair in the morning sometimes, so I think that loosens things up. I just, it could have been a number of things. I don't, I, I checked, everything's fine. <laughs> I told my brothers. I said, "You know, God be with you. <laughs> you know, I'm 36. Things are, you know, if it hasn't happened by now, I'm not gonna happen. Things wet. aren't okay. working the way they used to. <laughs> you know, they're not. Because I told you earlier too that yeah. I feel like I've been getting some injuries." Mainly from stretching. Yeah, which <laughs> like, what's the point of stretching? I, I love
4: that for you. And it's so not the big injury. You just feel it. It, no, it ha- You haven't injury. gotten the injury. Oh god! Yet. Don't, don't tell I've me that. I've had it. I've had the injury. Live through to tell. But yeah. also, Gavin, very terrifying. Okay, now tell me your dream. Terrifying for you. Do you think okay. mine was
0: anxiety based? Can someone tell me what these dreams mean? Tell us your dream first. Uh, so
4: I, I I know that there's somewhere like if you lose your teeth. The teeth you're I've had the teeth something. one, and that's a. Well, I've never oh. I've never had that. But whole hey, top falls out the the hair is the teeth of the top of the head Uh, yeah everyone says that uh but anyway so i had my dream (laughs) the teeth go straight through and come out the top it's made of the same stuff look it up Uh, that's not true Uh, anyway so (laughs) i had a dream where this scenario was as terrifying so we knew for some reason i don't know if it was an asteroid or what the world the world was coming to an end Okay I've seen similarities <laughs> and we, had, we had a firm date A firm end oh, wow. date For okay. the world Right You wanna say and what it is I, I don't remember the date <laughs> I just knew that it was like Tomorrow or mm, something mm-hmm. You know what I mean And uh, My wife Caitlin In this dream Decided to go to work <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going to do it anyway. We got to do it. I and mean, I was people like, would be drinking, though, so she had to work. But I was like, you don't want to spend it together? The last day, we know we're going <laughs> to die. And she's like, I got to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> what a good little bee. Yeah. A worker bee. Well, you could go there and drink beer with her. That would make sense. <laughs> I was like, let's watch Lord of the Rings or something. This is how we should go out, you know? I, I gotta go. And I uh, got she's things like, to do. God, who's gonna watch the store? <laughs> Did you tell her this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she got mad at me. And so she's probably gonna be upset that I, I talked about it here. But like I was like, Man, I woke her up in the night and told her,
0: <laughs> Hey babe, tomorrow's doomsday. Don't go to work, Stay with me. <laughs> I was
4: just like, just in case if this ever happens. We have a plan the, now. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. So you, you
0: locked it down. Sure. You made a commitment. We, it commit we to it. now
4: have a last day on Earth plan. Oh. Where we're gonna watch Lord of the Rings.
0: Can I hang out? Yeah. Sure. <laughs>
4: Come on. Come on. You, you'll be your first. Hey time.
0: guys, I'm gonna I'm
4: gonna interrupt your together time. Yeah, but what about me? You know. <laughs> Uh, so that was... No, that was I'm gonna, I'll be working on the podcast script in case things don't work out. In, like, if, we, if it just misses Someone's got to report. ...afterwards, you know, there's going to be fallout. And about who came crawling back. Who's, I'm going to look smart, okay? When I know that I... Oh, so, I, so you, you spent time with your wife on I, the last day on Earth. I've already got a script written, okay? <laughs> so there's that. So people... If you had a dream the other day,
0: oh, tell us about your dreams. Tell call us in. what they
4: mean. Tell us what our dreams mean. Truly, if you do have someone, if someone here listening d- does decode dreams,
0: you could literally call. Us this up and is not say that the first did. time
4: no. that I've asked for, I've dream solicited guidance. the the guidance. Yes, I need, I need a dream uh, guide and Guru. decoder. Please call in. Anyway, oh, yeah, Gavin, what does
0: yours mean? Oh, I have
4: no idea. Uh, My wife works a lot. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Gavin, hit him with the outro. Have a good week. I hope you liked Indebted, too. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you liked that, Let us know. I've got a lot of good feedback. Uh, Worked really hard on that. But anyway, Gavin,
0: credits go now. And of course, also, if you didn't hear us at the top, we will be having our live tape, our first live tape of 2023 on April 13th at Kite Hill Brewing in Clemson. You can get more details at SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org slash Lead Laugh Love. Hit that RSVP and get some more deets there. And, of course, we love hearing from you guys. We need to hear from you. That's why we have a voicemail box up at 803-563-7169. Give us a shout. We love hearing from you guys. Help us decode our dreams. Tell us about some crazy dream that you've had or some deja vu, which, as we know, is just a glitch in the Matrix. (laughs) Not pushing the Matrix narrative. God. Anyway, you can stay up to date with the latest news on scetv.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org, and don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina.
4: Uh, I'm pretty sure one of these is supposed to be at AT is cool. I'm just wondering where me and AT and Lead Pod are. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that could go at the end. <laughs> well, now I got a fraternal twin. And now I got a a real identical doppelganger. I don't, I can't.